0: That's patreon.com slash G A M E F U L L Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds.
1: Halbkasten. Mit Tom Reimann. And David Bell.
2: Ooh, Should we do vocal exercises?
1: Sure. No. Red leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow leather.
2: <laughs> is that a vocal exercise? Yeah. I mean, it can red, be. Red leather, yellow leather.
1: Ye- oh, fuck. See, it's a tongue twister. Red leather, yellow leather, red leather. The red leather and miss the fiercest frost. Red stoutest le- boasts and barest wrist. She thrust a fist against the post and still insists she sees the ghost. This is Well, shit. you
2: stole that from it.
1: Oh, is that from it? I don't even know. It's just shit yeah. that they would, in high school, They that's still cracking around my brain. Just, you ever
2: take an improv class?
1: Oh. <laughs> I was on my improv in two, I was on my college improv team and I was in my high school improv team, dude. Yeah, you were. I was fucking into it and I am regretful.
2: <laughs> no, I mean, I met
1: wonderful people. It's just a silly thing to do. Improv is a silly thing to
2: do. It is. I mean, it's what we're doing right now, right? This is technically improv. Mm-hmm. Someone, hey, someone, shout out. Yeah, give an occupation.
1: Yeah, and a, or Listen. a place.
2: Okay, okay. Sorry. Yep. Uh, hi, everybody. Hello, Dave. Welcome to Hypecast, Ooh! the show where we get about, uh, we get hyped about stuff and things. Ah, uh, see, I'm I'm not Tom. I can't I can't just riff it like he can. Uh, but I am one of your hosts, David Bell.
1: And I'm filling in for Tom. I'm Abe Epperson. Uh I Hi, can Abe. never truly fill the shoes of Tom. But hey, I was over at uh, uh, I was over at Dave's the other day. I was rifling through his trash, and he was like, "Hey, you want to do a podcast?" And I was like, "You know what? I can help you out, buddy." And so here I am
2: that's here you are Mm -hmm. and abe will be with us i think for a few weeks now yeah uh abe will be our permanent fill-in co-host which means i will be seeking out guests uh so hypecast will be like three strong if i can help
1: it so write in you'll be a guest right yeah that's 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 how it works just dm us
2: Yeah, uh, I'm just Abe, gonna destroy
1: how- your your fucking podcast empire right. from the inside.
2: But for now, you're you're a guest on this episode. Okay, I, it's I like won't be host. it's well, it's like when Jon Stewart took over the Daily Show and Craig Kilborn had him as his last guest. You know, mm-hmm. except you're not replacing it uh, like me. No, no, um, you gotta let it yet.
1: stew a little. You gotta, you know, I, I I gotta get a little like my flavor has to get on their tongues. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 and then they gotta get, them. and then they'll get used to it, and then before you know it, I'll be Tom.
2: I was thinking about this. People say we sound the same, which I think is a lie. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But what if it does sound like just one guy talking to himself for this whole podcast to people? Yeah, I think so too. Let's let's do that podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's so much easier to one do a podcast can. solo, right? That's what people like. I mean. Then you can write wi- it down and stuff. Yeah, people do that. It's wild.
1: It's great. It's, I, I've done it, too. I have a podcast that I write stuff down.
2: Oh. Mm-hmm. Which podcast? In fact, Abe, yeah. why don't you plug oh, yeah. some stuff?
1: Good segue. Hey, uh, if you like what you hear in this episode and opinions therein, uh, especially from my yapper, um, I, again, I'm Abe Epperson, you can go to Small Beans, uh, which is the name of the th- thing that I co-founded, which is much like Gamefully Unemployed, but it's over at patreon.com slash small beans, or smirch, or smirch, search small beans wherever you find your, uh, you know, f- your, your podcast, and uh, you can listen to me uh, and uh, my good friend talk about movies and video games and stuff like that over there. Um, it's so a do delight. It.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you'll, you'll hear my voice over there frequently. Oh, yeah uh i i imagine people are aware of the small beans but if they're not you know, check it out
1: check it it's out a-
2: it's everywhere it turns out that when you put out a podcast i don't know if you've noticed this like i find our podcast on networks like mm-hmm. services that i did not ask for mm-hmm. it they it just sort of like go like we're on spotify and at no point did i make an effort <laughs> to put us on spotify it just gets absorbed Into Um, the
1: pod-verse, yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's how a lot of these, uh, I forget what they're even called, but like, essentially aggregators like SoundCloud, you know, they're just like, I'm going to send it. Do you want- Well,
2: that's what's funny. Where This is a terrible conversation. I actually, ours originates on SoundCloud. That's where we upload it. And then it just like, goes everywhere. Yeah. And I don't know,
1: like, I don't know, like, Pod Chaser or some shit, you know. Pod Bean is one that I'm like, oh, yeah. Found us on Podbean.
2: It's so I I'll get messages of people like your podcast isn't working on Cast Donkey. Mm-hmm. Uh can you help us with that? And I'm like, I well I don't even know what that is. Like, so I can't do shit. Yeah. Exactly. That's right. I can't do shit. Yeah. Uh most of us like I I know I know you got you got techie experience. I got techie experience,
1: mm-hmm. I'm, right? I'm a tech guy. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But what people don't realize, I think, is the Patreon age has caused a lot of people who are artists um, to have to do a lot of stuff that they aren't completely sure how they're doing it. Oh. Like, you know what? I'm not an audio technician. hmm Yep. And yet, here, here I am. We, here I will we be are, editing this. trying to get the
1: best waveforms in front of your ears. And exactly. no one knows what they're doing. And uh, maybe we should, uh, speaking of people who don't know what they're doing... Maybe we should jump into some producers, huh?
2: Oh, taking the helm. Oh, oh. oh, I'm so proud of you, Abe. Thank you. Let's do it. Okay. Big thank you to the ghost of Dave Thomas! Woo! Exclamation points. Thank you to at numbers. Thank you very much. Thank you yeah. to zero charisma. Woo! Thank you to Aaron Burser. Yeah. Thank you to AJ. Woo! Thank you to Andrew Howe. Deck the halls with blood. Yeah. Thank you to Asking Seven. Rest in peace, Michaela. You were the best of us. Thank you to Barry Tumath, says Scott never died and Scott jokes are lazy gen X nonsense. Beat up. Thank you to Bob Grenville. Uh, I'll take it from here. Thank you to Bootler Bootelson.
1: Thank Thank you. Thank you to Brian, who Tom knows. Thank you. Thank you to Brockway, loves the
2: meat millie. He does. He does.
1: Chester's Prophet.
2: Thank you. Thank
1: you, Christopher Robert Sparts Esquire.
2: Thank you. Thank you,
1: Chiz Killy Tits. Thank you. Thank you, Cody Johnson's Time Machine Noise. Always. Thank you, Dan Hackroyd. Thank you. Thank you, Davey, the ghost of East Las Vegas Francis. Boom.
2: Okay. All right. We are greased up. We I'm, are greased I'm up. I'm all, we're all greased. Gonna really We're going to fuck this episode. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, I'll keep the sounds to a minimum, but it's like it's like my thing. I make sounds, so uh, we're greased up and making sounds. <laughs>
2: <laughs> your thing is you make sounds, yeah, dude. Are you just talking about like talking, no, like well, using your voice? Well, I mean, like at, during
1: the hypecast producer stuff, like I was like, uh, I was saying like, uh, oh, mm, oh, ooh, <laughs>
2: uh, it's because yeah, that's fine. I, yeah. I, I
1: approve that. Okay, good, because it's highly erotic over here. I think so. It's, it's hot this is, and this steamy. Is...
2: This has and always has been a, an erotic <laughs> okay.
1: uh, show. Yeah, I mean, there's just my sweat is pooling, and it's a, it's a good pool. It's not <laughs> yeah, a yeah, we're, dirty a, we're pool. a couple
2: of dri- drippy guys, drippy you know? guys.
1: All right, let's get into the oh, let's get even more drippy. So the first yeah. first uh, the first one, the first the first trailer.
2: You want an intro? You wanna,
1: uh, yeah, you wanna... it's uh, Dungeons and Dragons: Honor Among Thieves. That just hit. Uh, yeah. We've seen some teasers for this for a while, and it looks like. It's advertising that it's just straight up like a campaign, right? It's got yeah. Christopher
2: Pine in it
1: and it, uh yeah.
2: It's got a little bit of mid 2000s vibes um in that like it, I don't know, maybe that's just because that other Dungeons and Dragons movie came out in like the early 2000s. Yeah,
1: I think it was 2000, yeah.
2: It's just like the look to me, but it is uh I like the idea of it. This trailer kind of made me go, damn. Oh, darn it because there's a lot of talk about like what's going to be the next marvel i would argue that nothing will be the next marvel marvel if they just keep trying to be marvel
1: yeah you know what i mean well yeah kind of the thing I i had a yeah
2: Oh, sorry.
1: No, I mean you're absolutely pointing something out that I think is worthy of talking about because you're talking about the the snark. You're talking
2: about the snark. Uh, yeah, right? I'm, I'm talking about the dialogue and the and also the fact that it's all everything's a joke. Yes. And I would I would argue in Dungeons and Dragons that's often the case. Um, but it's more of just like I I had this conversation with someone recently about how like when something needed to be the next star wars i think i had this on a on a podcast i don't think it was with you um the next star wars was harry potter Mm. which is nothing like star wars the next harry potter was marvel which is nothing like harry potter and the whole point is like when you like when people have the marvel fatigue and they're like you know what's next it's got to be something that's not Just trying to be like you look at Star Wars and then in that era there was like Flash Gordon and a bunch of shit that was trying to be Star Wars that faded out. And so in this trailer they're really being like look it's like Marvel and it's like "Mm, be your own be your own thing because I want decades of Dungeons and Dragons movies. I I don't know about you.
1: No, I I think you're right. I think that history doesn't work precisely how you name it because, like, sure. C.S. Lewis was, you know, Lionel's Witch in the Wardrobe was also, like, very much a Harry Potter-type thing. Obviously not the same. Obviously, in my opinion, not as good. But, like, right. it failed in the 2000s where Harry Potter was king. So there's something else that goes on in the human psychology of, like, this is the thing. Right, uh,
2: but then you look at, like, Percy Jackson and all right. the... Sorcerer's Apprentice, where exactly. everything that came after Harry Potter was it like, oh, derivative Harry Potter yeah. by being,
1: yeah, exactly. And uh, I do think you're right about the snark because that's an affect of writing. It's not like a wider sweeping, like, what is this about? And I right. know new audiences, uh, the snark still works on them because they. It's just us who have seen it for our whole lives. Like, it was a kernel of a concept with people like Han Solo and Indiana Jones and John McClane. Then in, like, the 2000s, it became something bigger with, like, Ryan Reynolds as, like, a conceit. That was his thing. He owned it for a while. And a few other stars tried it with different success. But then, like, um, Robert Downey Jr. came in and kind of perfected it in 2008. And everyone has been writing those characters in adventure movies since.
2: Yeah, people like to say that Joss Whedon was the problem, which I would argue a yeah. lot of a lot of the dialogue these days aren't isn't directly trying to be Joss Whedon. It's not. It's. But I know it got to a point like in Marvel where it feels like everybody's snarky, you know, uh, and that that's the thing is like it it starts feeling like movies nobody's serious anymore or takes the movie yes, seriously that they're right. in, and this has that where it's like everybody like whoa, oh my god, and like making snarky jokes as they're. Their lives are in danger. Right. Um, and it's like, I don't know, what's wrong with a movie taking itself seriously? Mm-hmm. Like, let's go back to that for a little bit. Let's have a movie where the characters actually take the situation seriously. Yeah. Um, there's always been a Han Solo, that's for sure.
1: Yeah. There'll always uh, be Brandon Fraser's The Mummy. Yeah. but. Yes you know, let's take it a little bit more seriously. Let's not write the self-aware, making the joke that's in the head of the audience member. Because that's the hack that they really kind of, you know, pointed out is they were like, I'm going right. to take something that's silly about this movie and call it out. And that's going to uh, allow in the brain of the audience to go, aha, I also thought that. And that's... Right. It's, yeah. It treats people like they're simpletons to me.
2: Exactly. And also, like, I remember working at Cracked and they started doing that. And I was like, hey... Just, that's our thing
1: that's our thing yeah exactly Don't point
2: out your plot holes that's what we do that's what we do form.
1: yeah <laughs> don't do it. you're the source <laughs> text we're the we're the scrappy people exactly. grabbing the scraps you know like, exactly give us something at the table um yeah
2: but yeah. i i would say it's, it goes beyond that to me which is like watching the combat in this that mm. also felt a little superhero-y that's interesting where yeah
1: oh yeah the the fight scenes with the knives and the such
2: and you saw the Adam Project. I feel like I talked yes, to you about this where like I, we, the combat in that was like That was what the extremely fuck is tired.
1: Yeah. I I actually had my reaction to the trailer was slightly different in that. I know what you mean. I thought the choreography actually had like they showed a really good bit, but I could see how it's like, oh, it's just gonna be like we're going to get look- multiple scenes where it's just going to be like, oh, they're doing ninja shit. Um, it
2: does look better, I will say that, uh, than a Marvel film. There was in a my few moves
1: that I was like, that's actually like a clever thing. Someone who choreographed this like was trying to think of new ways to choreograph stuff. But it's all a part of a culture that essentially is like, and they're super fast and there's there's sort, 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 sort. Which right, is fine, I- and maybe that's what people are uh, in- into. Um,
2: right. I do want to make something clear, by the way. Is I want this to be good and I'm rooting for it. And I hope that this is just the trailer doing this. That's all. I think
1: that's a little bit true. It's indicative and it shows that there will be some tired old tropes. But that's to be expected at this point. On the positive side, like you're saying, I do think that this does appear to be a a movie made by people, by the right people. At least in my minimal D&D experience, there's probably people who are a part of the D&D culture and tabletop culture at large, uh, who can think of way better alternatives. But this is a blockbuster. I've seen Vox Machina, which is like Critical Role, which is like the blockbuster DMD, from what oh, I yeah. understand. And they have a show on Amazon. And oh, yeah, that's still full of snark, of course, because it's little baby steps. But... What this seems to do more than anything is it's and it was clear in all the trailers and teasers we've seen before is that Rolodex's jokes, and that's what I like to see because we see things like a mimic chest a beholder, and we know like our villain is like uh it's like a self contained campaign it seems we got one villain, we have party classes that seem very clear, the fights. Uh, like you said uh, you know there 's some good stuff, but you know it's it 's not necessary there's i don 't know it, it, the fights seem fine to me, just given the climate where we are with fights, uh, but there seems to be like puzzles in it, so it all seems to have like the DNA of a d and d campaign, and that 's a great right. sign because when you roll a deck shit like that now you 're actually like it 's not i 'm not just talking about like oh yeah, we mention a beholder or there 's a mimic chest, so remember it 's d and d But you do it enough and you get something like an Iron Man 3 where it's like, let's have fun with the suits. I really feel like they're having fun with the suits here, you know?
2: Yeah, this, by the way, this is from the directors at least and writers of Game Night and the Vacation Remake. And for the record, I don't know if you saw the Vacation Remake. It's better than it looked.
1: I will say that. I did not see it. it.
2: It was funny. It was funny. It had, it didn't just, the thing about the Vacation Remake for better or worse It didn't just do all the same jokes. Okay. If that makes sense. It wasn't just like, remember the original vacation? It was all like new shit. And there was some funny shit in there. Okay. And having this made by people with comedic sensibilities, honestly. That's probably the right choice, right? Because the thing about if they had done like, no, this is a serious Dungeons like two thousand
1: two thousand did that, like the Dungeons and Dragons with Damon Wayans and I, Jeremy That wasn't Irons. that
2: serious, but I know what you're saying. It had
1: it had foils and com- a lot of comedic characters, but they tr- really, I mean, it, I don't know. I guess it's equally it's treating this equally. Like when we cut to the villain, they're still like. Uh, you know, like, taking everything seriously. It's got, like, Guardians of the Galaxy vibes, right? Yeah. Everyone's kind of having fun, but then you cut to Lee Pace, who's like Ronin the Conqueror or whatever, and he's like, I right. don't understand why you're dancing in front of me.
2: I'm sure yeah. they're going to have a
1: beat like that. It's not the greatest. You know what they should have done?
2: Um, and I know this is almost kind of a tired idea, but they should have fucking shana- Shazam slash jumanji it. And what I mean by that mm. is this should actually be bookended by kids playing D&D. And yeah, the decisions cool. of the actors should reflect the kids' personalities. A Princess Bride, if you will. Yeah. Like, they should have done that. And more movies, like Princess Bride, like more movies should do that, right? Where it's like, right. uh, they, they used to do that more and they don't. If there was ever something that deserved that, it'd be this. And I don't know. Maybe they will, and they won't. They don't show it. They're just it, hiding but like, it
1: right now. Yeah,
2: yeah. But that's to me is why. Like, if anything has <clears throat> a right to be funny and like self-aware, it actually is Dungeons and Dragons because that's it's a that fan-made honors...
1: thing. Yeah. So it's 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 the OG fanfic. You know, like when you think about it. Yeah. Um, I know there's people who are professional Dungeons and Dragons players. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying where it came from.
2: Um, right. And of course, even professional Dungeons and Dragons players have fun. It's fun. That's the whole point. The whole point. It's a game. So yeah. I think that, you know, take take
1: my criticism with a grain of salt. I am looking forward to it because this is the kind of shit that's right up my alley. I hope it doesn't. I hope it has memorable moments. That's really what it comes down to is I hope that I remember the stuff that I see because it's interesting and new. Um, yeah. We'll see. It definitely, I hope it's good definitely feels like it could have it and it definitely feels like it could just be really boring and be like yeah. i don't know 2005 stealth
2: right exactly or dungeons and dragons the early 2000s or the 2000 one.
1: dungeons and dragons a much better reference that abe could have made <laughs> and, I, and he did i'm changing yeah. history edit that part out
2: no <laughs> I'm i don't edit like, damn
1: oh well let's move on to the second one
2: yep this is uh The next big trailer everybody's talking about. Uh, People are going to notice a pattern, which is the fact that we are now done with the big trailers. Uh, Mm -hmm. And now we're on to I, Mordecai. (laughs) This is... uh, Yeah, everybody's lining up. I can't... Opening night, it's going to be like Star Wars for I, Mordecai. Hell yeah. This is Judd Hirsch, Mm -hmm. and he plays an old Judd Hirsch type. Mm -hmm. Um, No, according to the synopsis, he plays a Holocaust survivor who is, um, uh, like, you know, out of his element, out of... You know, he's an old, he's an old man. He's an old, like, he is a Judd Hirsch type. He is a Judd Hirsch type, yeah. they give him an iPhone, and the iPhone changes his life. Yeah. Which, I, this doesn't look half bad. It's got fucking Sean Austin in it. Uh, It looks fine, but, like, I watched, did you see Mr. Harrigan's phone? Yes, I did. What is, did Apple do something? Because, like, Mr. Yeah. Harrigan's phone has a moment where he's like, Using an iPhone is easy. You just do this and that. And it was like, oh, so it's an iPhone commercial mm-hmm. now. This is the same thing. It's because like, Apple was had
1: seen the highest plat- – like they plateaued, right? They, they hit the highest heights and they were like, what do we do now? And it's starting to dip and they're a little terrified. So they're just dumping they're dumping it, uh, money into the zeitgeist so that people just think Apple is synomo- synonymous with phone. It really
2: feels that way, where they're like paying to be like, "Can you make a movie around our phone?" Right, and they're like, "Sure." I think it's kind of
1: worked. I mean, honestly, like when you think of text messaging in movies, do not think of apples. Like, oh yeah, you know, like colors and fonts and stuff.
2: It's 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 just weird that it's like they did it. Yeah. What's more likely is that people are just writing iPhones into things, and apples like sitting back and being like, "Okay." It's just a weird pattern because this is. This feels like a movie funded by Apple, which is like an iPhone changes a man's life. The the other
1: thing is that when a lot of people are coming up, creative types, uh, in the design sector, in the filmmaking, painting, all that stuff, uh, there was an era of 2000 to about 2015 that... Apple products were just superior. I'm sure people could argue no, I mean, there was other good stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah shut, shut the hell up. For most prosumer to uh, yeah. professional level, like Final Cut was the thing. You know, oh, like yeah, there used to be Illustrator where- and Photoshop. All the Adobe programs just ran better on uh, Apple products. It's, and it, it's and it was just like so. All these people are now making movies. They think they all are in the cult of Mac. So that's one of the things that I just want to mention. is I think there's a reason for that. Uh, it's not, that's probably not as sinister as like Apple gave us all the money.
2: Yeah. It, could it be, does yeah. feel a little cult of Mac, which is funny because now I would argue is a real rags to riches back to rags with this. Obviously, Apple's doing fine, but right. if you're a professional and you're an editor or you sound, you probably hit a point where you're like, why am I paying $4,000 for a computer mm-hmm. that. Can do what a a twelve hundred dollar PC can. can do. Yeah, I, uh, Final Cut Pro is bad now. It's it's yeah. they they really fucked up.
1: They really fucked up, but you know, like teach their own. Some people are just attached to the way it works in the OS itself. I don't know why we're talking about this other than the fact well, that iPhone. Because is I
2: think a lot of people s- in Hollywood have it exactly. Where it's like, that's yeah, the they're going to buy a five thousand right. dollar Mac because they don't realize because th- they're also wealthy and they don't care, and it's a status symbol. Exactly. Um,
1: yeah. Yeah. That's and so, right.
2: like this, this feels like a little that a little like, uh, um. A, a little oblivious but also i i i do like this movie like it's just a fun it looks comedy. like uh it's got jet hair good and Sean movie Austin. i'm gonna probably yeah.
1: watch it because i like old people and i mm-hmm. like uh feel good vibes you know and it's probably gonna end with him you know making everyone feel great about themselves and i'm yeah. like yeah i mean it's there's a time and a place where I'm ready for that movie. Old people is always a great joke bucket. I really like the button joke. He tells Siri uh, that they have to keep their relationship a secret because oh, his yeah. wife gets jealous. And I, what I love is the wife's performance because she overhears and completely seriously gasps. Like I yeah. hope they have a plot where she thinks he's cheating with a woman named Siri with the Siri. whole movie.
2: Oh yeah, yeah I hope stuff she, like yeah, that. Yeah, I hope Good jokes. Just- Ends with a murder suicide, you know. Yeah, exactly.
1: Exactly. I'm Mordecai, baby. (laughs) Yeah.
2: No. uh, Yeah. Again, this, this, there's nothing at stake here. No. I'm just like, yeah, this is great. I love Jed Hirsch. We'll talk about him in a little bit because he got a nomination. Um, Oh yeah,
1: the Fablemans.
2: Yep. Uh, But yeah, I have nothing to say about this. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the Big Door Prize. Okay, I
1: want to talk about this one actually.
2: (laughs) yeah this is from Te- i think it's from the ted lassos um, really that doesn't make it better no this uh, this troll doesn't say much right but this feels i'm getting the box vibes right i'm like uh, and what i mean is by the movie the box but also the concept of a mystery mystery
1: box, box yeah that's that's. Is- uh, I can't stop talking about mystery box. I still think it's the worst thing, and I like differentiating what makes like a, a mystery different from a mystery box. So this trailer, which is a teaser, really, we don't know what this is. Um, because it's just footage of a machine And uh, the kind of um, description that we get in the YouTube uh, description is A mysterious machine shakes up a small town With its life-changing predictions So basically there's a machine that will spit out a card That tells you your life's potential Which people at first I probably are going to feel it's great Because they feel that they can accomplish something. My guess is that this turns them wrong or people get shitty potentials or something goes wrong with the machine.
2: Yeah, it's hard to tell. where It's called UFO, the machine.
1: Yeah. But a thing Uh, for me about high concept sci-fi or concepts that introduce like a life changing technology in a way that society will change. uh, You know, like a life changing event or something like that. So most sci-fi. It needs to nail something for me. And, like, the first one thing that it needs to nail is, what are you trying to dissect about the human condition? Like, what aspect of us needs to be examined?
2: Right. What are you actually
1: saying? Have right. you thought about are, it? Or is we, this just
2: an idea you thought right. of? Right. Like, that would be cool, right? Do we need to be
1: reminded of, like, the... like what? Are we wrong about stuff? Like, ask these questions. And human potential seems very vague at this point. And I understand, you know, we haven't really seen a trailer. I'm just worried. It's like you said, a mystery box where it's like, check this machine out. That's fucked, right? Um, So that's what worries me about these kind of stories is that we're getting addicted to the, Is a machine.
2: What's the machine all about? Yeah, and they make so many of these and they tend to get canceled pretty quickly. And I I don't know. I, 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 I th- So I'm one in one with my ability to know when a mystery box is bullshit. Maybe mm-hmm. I've had more predictions, but like I just I always think about that first fucking season of Westworld. I mm-hmm. wrote a cracked article about how it didn't make sense and everybody was like mad at me. Um, and even people I knew was like, no, it's great. And then so you're look fucking with that happened. Um, yeah. Guess who was right about Westworld? And now and I, <laughs> I'm telling people like I feel the same thing about Severance. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm telling you now. I think mm-hmm. it, people are going to be like, "Hey, whatever happened to Severance? That, that went off Pitt. the rails." Yeah. And I, yeah, and I'm going to watch this one. And I'm going to let y'all know because mm-hmm. this one is giving me that fucking vibe. But like, uh-huh. obviously. This is a 30 second teaser. It's a 30 second so.
1: teaser and we could be we're definitely overreacting. I am, but I just wanted to take it as a point of uh there's a, so we I mentioned earlier I have other podcasts. One of the podcasts that I'm on right now is called Escape from the Multi Curse, right? With Adam Ganser and Michael Swaim. And some of the things that we talk about there Is about obviously reaching your potential is like an evergreen topic But I hope at this point in multiverse stories And like parallel reality stories and such The media that we've seen a thousand times in the last 20 years or more um, Like that our news stories at least discuss potential deconstructions of our fascination with it Our addiction to like living our best timeline I'm just really tired of the same story. Hero was not the best version of themselves, did a thing and is now the best version of themselves. I understand right. that's like a very stereotypical hero arc. But thinking about when we talk about like the maxim maximizing your potential, um, I feel like high concept stories, which like all sci-fi, needs to be a bit better than the fortune cookie wisdom of like a blockbuster if they're trying yeah. to pass off as an indie or or like they're gaining cachet through an opening with a story of we're going to tackle something big like life potential i'm like all right settle everyone settle the fuck down <laughs> you know yeah like- when
2: it yeah when it comes down to me is like the grudge i have the reason it bothers me it comes down to the question to the writers are you doing the work right um, are you gonna introduce a mysterious island that, that people can't leave or a mysterious theme park of robots right. or or any of the Cloverfield bullshit? Are you gonna do the work to make it make sense or are you taking the easy way out and using the confusion of the sci-fi concept mm-hmm. to not actually explain it and just be like, but it's you, you see how it's deep, right? Right. Because it's confusing. It's, it's confusing. It's complex, yeah. And I mean, even mm-hmm. like, yeah, you take a movie like Everything Everywhere where it's like, they're playing it real fast and loose there, right? Yeah. But the the strength there was that what they were saying, even even if we like it's not entirely original, they did the work there. Like you have to see that they did the work somewhere in it if that makes sense. Yeah. Either dissecting the sci-fi trope or figuring out what it means in the in like the terms of the characters and humans, you know what I mean? Yeah,
1: let, let's show a story but not necessarily hiding like you said it best with like let's not hide behind the um mystery of the thing let's not because the thing i'm really worried about is that like with audiences as smart as we can be sometimes we are you know kind of victim to our own diet and if the diet is always like well the thing that you should be looking for is like how is this machine like what's this machine all about or what's the island all about? If that becomes our diet and that's the thing that we do all the time and we're looking for, we're no longer seeking what the point of the machine is. Like what does it reveal about ourselves? We're looking at just for a, Oh, it's a puzzle. And Oh, at the end it was, it was limbo. Turns out it was limbo. That is such a
2: good, that's such a good way to put it. Is that like the mystery box is used as a crutch To make it so the writers don't have to actually have an observation about the world. That's about humans. Yeah. Yeah, because for people who don't know, the mystery box was in the term came from a TED talk from JJ Abrams. I'm sure people have heard this. About a mystery box that would be sold at a magic store when he was a kid, and you didn't know what was in the box. It was like fifty dollars for every box. And you'd buy the box and the contents would be different each time. It was a mystery box. Someone the New York Times, I believe, tracked down the Magic Store. And what they learned is that that was the Magic Store's way of packaging crap that they couldn't sell. It's a genius and idea is, to sell. Yep. And that is such a perfect analogy, such le- or a, a metaphor for it, which is like, that is what the mystery box is. It's for packaging shit <laughs> that they can't sell otherwise. Mm-hmm. So they put it in a mystery, and then, and then they're like, ooh, what's in it? And they dangle it for as long as possible. Yeah. And 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 so that way they don't have to do the work to actually, like, yeah, say anything meaningful. Yep. That's
1: so. Hopefully, hopefully the TV show, I assume, (laughs) the Big Door Prize. Yeah,
2: it's on Apple TV.
1: Will not be any of the things we just said. Yeah.
2: Yeah, we're not really talking about this show. We're not really
1: talking about the show. It's just it seems like a perfect opportunity when we're right, when they are marketing. Mystery box front. This is the time where we go, let's, let's stop this and not watch it. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I'm going to keep my eye on it because it could not be that. And I'm yeah, eager for- to the first trailer, but this is the moment where it starts. Is when they're yep. starting to pitch it right now. They're doing the thing.
2: Yeah, the moment I shut one of these off is when they narratively say, they basically create a situation where they either do a reveal that you realize they like hid from you from the editing... That's mm-hmm. one of them. What like big red There's flags?
1: Several tricks. Yeah.
2: Another one is if they do, if they do the thing where they end a season where it's like, "Are they gonna escape? We'll find out." And you know, like, no, Cliff they're hanging. not. Yeah. Or like, is the thing gonna happen? And it's like, no, it's season one, and you're ending your season on that. That means that you have no interest in actually progressing your story.
1: Right. There we are.
2: Uh, yeah. Uh, next trailer. Hello tomorrow. Hello tomorrow. With this, this is uh, the Billy Billy Cruz, Billy Crudup. Crud Crudup. Crudup. The crud. The crud. The crud dog. Crud our, our, dog. Yeah, crud dog. I think oh. this is also a series. This is also um, a
1: series. It looks way too big to be a movie.
2: Great yeah. visuals.
1: I'm getting Fallout vibes. Uh, I am. Got cool effects, and it's setting up an ensemble of a town. With a killer cast, which I love, yep. uh, and in, as per our like previous conversation, which it sets up this kind of mystery about like people are trying... Basically, it's following what it seems to be sales reps who are trying to get people to move to the moon, um, yep. and then something's wrong with the moon, or something is bad about this. Right. Uh, so I hope it, as per our conversation we just have, talks about people's need to believe in something... Rather than what's so cool about the moon in this reality, right? Yeah, that's how this could be a mystery box. I don't. It doesn't seem like it is because the people no, this, are involved. No, this actually in,
2: seems like it's more focused. Yeah, yeah,
1: and everyone's talking about like he. There's something wrong with him, as opposed to there's something wrong with the moon. The moon,
2: like what's if it's on the moon, if it's no, that it's there's aliens
1: or something, I'll be a bit sad, right? Because you use that once, and it's a TV show, and, and TV is yeah. about characters, so you know i think it's probably I, about it seems like it's a way we eat ourselves alive in the hope of reaching happiness which i know. think
2: so too i i i do i think it's going to be the idea that so by using a retro futurist look they're using like that the fallout you said yeah um i think they're, the idea is like this is going to be a analogy for like what we are today and american going dream. To Mars. yeah and all that, yeah. I will say my only my only gripe is that as much I like the aesthetic, I'm also very sick of the aesthetic. Um, it's, whenever, like yeah. you said, it, you're like, yeah, it's Fallout, and it's like, yes, it and is. And it's Fallout.
1: got uh, what's his name doing? Fly me. It's Sinatra doing like fly me to the moon.
2: Yeah, and I'm starting to think this is um uh, because we see it. Everybody knows what we're imagining, right? Yeah, or what you don't have to see the trailer to know. Mm-hmm. It's the fifties futurism. It's Fallout. Yeah, and I'm wondering if this is like a symptom of like Boomer Gen X, where like the same mm, way like every war decade. movie is Vietnam or World War II, yeah, yeah, yeah. where it's like, why don't we do '90s futurism, yeah. retro futurism? Yeah, why doesn't yeah, this look like Johnny Mnemonic? <laughs> We're the Boomers now, the baby. Next Generation, We're yeah, the exactly. Boomers now. Give us those and big I just, suits. Yeah, I just think it's time. And I, I, I said this in the notes. I'm going to try to write a retrofuturism 90s movie at some point for this yes. reason. Like, where's the world where uh, they're looking at a wall of CRT TVs and that's the future? Yeah. Or they're wearing giant VR or like, you know, and the VR looks like 90s graphics. Like, if yeah. we're going to do retrofuturism, let's stop doing this to death because I'm, I am getting sick of it personally. And I think other people are. I, don't, I think I'm speaking for... Oh, yeah. Uh, uh,
1: yeah. Um, Before The Matrix and TRL took everything
2: yeah. from us. <laughs> or fuck me, do 70s Logan's Run-style futures. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. Uh, yeah. Do, like, The Illustrated Man. Like, uh, you can do other futurists, um, retro-futurist futures. Uh, but for fuck's sake, love, stop doing the 60s. We love the whatever. Atomic
1: Age shit. Yeah. We love the, you know... Um, October sky shit, you know, everything's got to take place in the October sky world. But what right. if it was like creepy? And right, uh, and, uh,
2: it's yeah. just, it's weirding me out that it's like, why are we, why don't we do any other era?
1: It really does any seem like era. one of the tropes that hasn't, like I'm already tired of just because of like my, like what my co- pop cultural nexus points are like fallout and stuff. Like we, we mentioned that, and things that video games that are derivative of Fallout. We haven't had like a Fallout TV show, so it feels very weird to me that I'm like already tired of the trope, and there hasn't been a ton of it. It's just there hasn't been
2: too too much, too too, too much.
1: But it's that I think that the the buckets that they're pulling from 1950s shit, like we get that in uh, Back to the Future and stuff. You know, like it's an, it's right. So all of the tropes themselves. Not just the mismatch, but the things that it, the elements that they're using themselves are already tired in that boomer way. I totally know what you mean. Um, yeah, and I don't
2: even know if it's boomers doing it. It's just that they clearly have their l- grubby little paws in this retro futurism look. I think that they um,
1: taught us that that's what like the past is. It's very strange. I think it's yeah. uh, learned behavior.
2: I think part of it. I actually this is why I don't think it's necessarily boomers. Is because I think when you say '90s futurism. People go, why the 90s? That was that was like 10 years ago. And you realize like, oh, fuck, I'm old. Like when you start facing that mm-hmm. the fact of doing other retrofuturism, you start realizing like, you know. Like when the may, 90s means did
1: the 50s old. was 40 years. So like when yeah. the 2020s does 1980s, it's the same. Um, yeah. yeah, that's right. That's right. There's a lot of... The 50s is the most dif- distance... We you can put about the cultures, like, something in the 60s happened, basically, which is, like, the free love, you know, drugs, uh, a war, all that stuff. The 60s is the most interesting decade because it, like, really threw America off into a trajectory where now the 60s kind of felt like the 70s, kind of felt like the 80s, you see it. But it's like the 50s feels like an alien. It's like, we did not come from that. That is not... Yeah. Uh, that is that is a monkey sir that is not a human like we feel like the evolution was not uh exactly doesn't yeah, feel out sure. of place but that's just because the distance of how those things look and the traditionalism of it so i can see why they harken back to a 1950s look because it feels like this needs to feel really foreign right but that's like what every single you know like time travel story does feels like
2: yeah it's one of those things that always bump me out about like you know they did the they did a reboot of Star Trek the original series and then they made it look all modern and i know why they did it but it's like why why don't you alien isolation that make it look like the old tv show fuck it, fuck it. or like like um this new Star Wars where it's like no make it look like it's the fucking 80s yeah. like have have fun with it like let's hon- let's let's honor those eras in this visual way if we're going to fucking you know, make more movies. Based yeah, because we can things. do anything now. We don't yeah, have we can to do be fucking beholden anything.
1: We, can, we don't have to be a beholden to a certain look. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to see a lot more of that, I think. We're already seeing it. Yeah, we'll get there. Yeah, we will.
2: Uh, this next trailer is called. Oh, man, I hate this title, and uh-huh. I'll explain why. Aliens abducted my parents, and now I feel kind of left out. Oof. Now, this isn't anything against the movie. And in fact there are many good movies with titles like this. See, I'm a cyborg, but that's okay. Um I hate titles that are this fucking quirky though. Is it me? Is that uh, just me?
1: It's not a good title. Uh do you, how do you like the the song by R.E.M? It's the end of the world as we know it and I feel fine. You know, exactly. is that the same thing to you? Cuz yes, like and then it I is. know then I know exactly what you're talking about. And yeah. I, it's
2: passive language in a title. Yeah, it's. I don't. <laughs> I don't love it. Um, I'm a cyborg, but that's okay. It's I, again. That, I love that movie. It's a, a the Park Chan Wook film. Right. But uh, but like, I it's too fucking quirky. It's just too like, quirky. Just, just uh, say. Just say the. Just make I, a real title. That's right. Don't give me a sentence.
1: All the things that you're saying, I think that this is a fine young adult love story i'm sure that will be a trend because there's only so many things you can do with language um you know i'm sure some writers out
2: out there going no it's infinite you can do infinite things with the written world this is part of it's me part of it's me i will say no but
1: i know it's the same thing i have the issue with twee i i like 2000s twee i'm like fuck it and it's uh i get it uh, It's not a great title because it's reliant on this other thing that seems to be taking Like this other trope this other mecha- Mechanism that seems to be taking over the point of like no. No. What's your story about? You know, yeah, oh you're doing the long-winded kind of thing Well, I've seen that and I don't like most of that stuff So I've attached to this now that I don't like your right. story some people that- may not have this the trailer we're going to talk about next is actually the ti- uh, Another title conversation I want to. Oh, have. Oh yeah, that one bothered but, me
2: too. Yeah, uh, and this, we'll talk about why for that. Yeah, but I. Uh, but I don't know. This one, like,
1: there's a few things I noticed in the trailer. One, yeah,
2: for people. Well, for people who don't know, this is yeah. about. It's a quirky kid in high school, and you learn that he, he he at least believes his parents were abducted by aliens. His parents being Will Forte, at least one of them and as a kid and so it's clearly like is that real or is it trauma mm-hmm. and this girl who's like writing a paper on him uh, clearly falls in love she's with a him, right?
1: writer yeah she's a writer for like yeah. the local like school journalism rag you know that's which is really funny because it's like yeah. that's like very classic romantic you know like
2: it yeah, it's very tropey. A baker which, and
1: architect kind of bullshit.
2: It's very tropey, but that it could be a lot of fun, frankly. Like it could yeah. do the you know. It's gonna do its
1: self aware thing, which seems to be very in vogue. I mean, did you see Wednesday? No. Yeah, she's she's like She's constantly kind of narrating, uh, because she's a detective, so it's kind of like this uh, Nancy Drew vibe, and so she, you kind of get these kind of uh, downloads of like what the what's what's updated on the case. So it's got this self awareness written embedded into the format itself. She's right. gonna have times where she's gonna be writing the story in front of us while we, you know, while we watch scenes. She'll be narrating her stuff and stuff, which is like you know sure. a thing. It's a uh you know that's fine that's that's fine i like that the uh idea is that the parents do come back but the aliens are not real so they both just ditched their kid 10 years ago because he sucks. yeah
2: (laughs) they're like you were too quirky for us yeah you're fucking quirk fest
1: over here yeah uh, I also, yeah. there's a post okay. effects blur. Did you notice that on this trailer, the top bottoms and sides of the image, there's like a blurry vignette and I don't oh, know why they did that. Watch it again yeah. and, and I can't not see it now. It's like, That's weird. there are shots where the, the framing of the camera was not anticipating what I think was is a post, it's not a, I don't think this is an optical thing because right. there's like her eyes at one point is completely blurred. And I'm like, that's the part I'm looking at. What the? F- who the
2: fuck did this? That's
1: very weird. I hope that's only for the trailer. I hope it's just a trailer thing they did to make it look more dreamy, dreamlike. Yeah.
2: I do want to stress this. This looks fine. This isn't. This there's looks nothing fine. wrong with this. I feel like we're being negative for every trailer. And this, yeah. um, like th- this doesn't. This doesn't look bad or anything. It doesn't look like it's for us, you know. Right. Like it's more for teens. Um. Right. And. uh I, I'm sure it'll be, I'm sure it'll be, it's it'll a, be it seems like an indie film right. rooting for it, you know?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah Kind of like a, f- what's the what's the one that I didn't watch? The Fault in the Stars? The, is that the cancer I didn't one? I not watch that either. Yeah, 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 yeah. But this looks like a lighthearted version of it, like, replace cancer with my Aliens. parents got abducted. Uh, I... I, here's the thing. It's not that I dislike movies. I mean, I, I will say, like, here are the problems with the movies. It's Trailers are the worst. Trailers are definitely always the worst. Like, for oh, example, yeah. in this trailer, they included a shot at the very end of them looking up at the sky in awe and the wind is blowing their hair and clothes back like clearly aliens arrive so there's at this point, you've now shown me a thing where you've created See, a binary I, system that's, that might
2: be a, that might be a fake. out.
1: It might be a right? fake out. I guess you're right. I guess you're right. It's just it seems to me that they're revealing a little bit too much. Like, don't do that at all. Just if you cut that shot. Now, I don't even know. Now that's I
2: why I think it's a fake out um, mm-hmm. or, or the people who made the trailer made a bad decision. But I think they want us to think the aliens are, are, arrived and I think that scene's going to be like a helicopter.
1: I have less faith in trailers, but let's. Well, yeah. I, I guess they succeeded in that. Uh, we're split; part of the population yeah. believes one thing, and the other believes the other. So here we go.
2: Yeah, that's. I think that what's a, that's what they want. They want is mm. it? Are there trailers? Is it? And like, I don't know. I think that leaves it open. But maybe. Yeah, maybe I'm overestimating them. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yep. Uh, this next trailer. So this title.
1: Yeah, we we're just. I I, I have
2: a problem with this title, and it's not. It has nothing. Uh, I, there's nothing wrong with the title itself, and I want to know if we agree on it. This is called "She Came from the Woods." Mm-hmm. This takes place in 1987. It's a group of counselors who meet an old, like, evil witch. I assume at a summer camp. Who's it becomes like a bloodbath? Which uh-huh. this is kind of my jam, to be honest. Like this, the oh yeah, it's got William Sadler in there.
1: Um, Starts off like a classic '80s fun summer camp vibe, and then yeah. turns into a slasher film.
2: What is your? Do you have an issue with the title? What's? What did you want oh, to say? Oh yeah, yeah. The title? I mean,
1: the movie seems fine, and it seems I'm like excited. it knows what yeah, it's going to come like a from. A I'm a little distressed by the Victorian woman. It seems like like they gave us a few shots of the monster. Oh, yeah. You know, they didn't give us too much, which I'm appreciative of. But I, I'm i like, now that I know that it's just like, oh, it's a scary, like, dripping wet woman who looks like she just came out of a TV. Um, I'm like, okay. I'm
2: okay with the, Well, I'm okay with that only That's because I little... think there's a lot of possession or something because there's so much slasher. There is slasher seeming to, and the kids,
1: the kids seem to be, like, completely useless. and like The kids what, are possessed, I the think. The kids are possessed and they're, like they're muted and uh, like she's controlling them like a thrall. Um, So that's kind of cool. So it's camp counselor versus the kids, but the kids are essentially under the control of a terrible demonic presence.
2: Yeah. Um, And I think for that reason, it's it's not a, ghost movie as much as it is a slasher it's
1: a slasher yeah it seems like they a lot of shots of blood and stuff so it seems fine also it seems like yeah and the fact that it came from a summer camp vibe like it knows where it's coming from and it seems to be doing the thing so that all seems good the only thing that uh, I had with the title is slightly different from what you did which is not that it, there was a convention that they were employing it's that the convention uh, that I don't like the convention itself this is just more of it's a convention I'm tired of like she came from the woods it came at night. It follows something in the dirt. She dies tomorrow. A thing right. came
2: from the place. Something happening
1: now. <laughs> you know, it's like Yeah, a,
2: So yeah, yeah. No, my my issue with that is what's what does make what do all those movies have in common? They're all very serious, right? And this title also to me feels like an older horror movie title. Like it came from the blank. Yeah. And so my issue is that this is clearly a. 80s slasher throwback name it something like camp blood yeah like, exactly name it like don't name, name it, it like a mm-hmm. and like that's that's my only issue is the name is not appropriate for the trailer i saw right um, don't but name but it a, from a
1: sci-fi si- 60s 70s you know yeah, like uh or a yeah. modern
2: elevated horror and it's like i don't know that it's a very little nitpick to me uh, um yeah no that's, this looks that's fun.
1: Fine. i'm just tired of the something got in you know like it's just yeah, the yeah. oh you're Sentence. doing a spooky you're doing a spooky little uh sound bite of like it's a it's a horror movie
2: it's a weird yeah horror lately it's they fine. love sentences and i'm like just fucking i get that we're running out of titles but like i don't know man yeah um shit what was i gonna Keep say oh yeah just i, I legit the laughed I in the, the stoner sh- joke in this the pizza guy joke yeah I legit laughed because they tr- they treat him like like no one's like this. Yeah, the pizza guy rolls up and he's so high that he simply Dude. can't comprehend that they're all screaming that they're in danger. It pisses and he me off because like, we did ah, this. Pizza. We did
1: we did the same fucking joke with uh, the stoner bit because we had a slasher horror movie you that sure we did. made in 2010 called Kill Me Now, and we had uh, this kid, actor Noah Burn who's like just devastatingly funny and he just was he's that guy and his the the in this trailer the performance was so reminiscent of it i was like man that character needs to be more Uh, like we wanted to do that character and i wish we had a platform that that movie did like a lot better so a lot more people saw it because man was that guy good at that one particular role it's really oh yeah it's a funny idea
2: it is it is a funny idea Mm mm-hmm um well our final trailer yes. again really like I, I this isn't a bad trailer week, but it is a lot of smaller trailers. This is the trailer for Swallowed, which mm-hmm. I assume is about the Bush song. Um This is uh Deep Director gut. of the Ruins. Did you ever see the Ruins? I haven't
1: seen the Ruins, but I know what you're talking about. Interesting. That was kind of touted, right? That, that was like people like yeah, that's was, good.
2: I think it was the director's only like like big horror movie right and i remember being fine but like okay. they clearly went like i i guess that probably didn't make enough money or something that they've been doing more indie stuff right um this i actually really like the premise for this yeah, me too. it takes a bit to get to it it's about um two friends who are on their like two one of them's leaving oh they could be lovers they the, seem the like lovers says to me. two best friends that's oh, why okay. i'm like they do seem like lovers in the trailer but i think um, Maybe they're
1: just best friends. Who knows? We're not here. I to don't know. Say what. The Again, it really is. does
2: seem like they're lovers in the trailer, right? Um, um, so they're just they're tight, uh, and they <laughs> one of them surprises the other by being a drug mule. <laughs> That's one He's one. like, I got a gift. He literally I like, got a gotta gift for you before you go. <laughs>
1: Yeah. And I mean, it does seem like they weren't like, oh, like even that person is like, oh, I didn't think that like swallowing the drugs and being a drug mule in that way was a part of it. I just thought you were going to give him a package of drugs to take to California yeah. wherever he's going. And it's like uh either way this none of this seems like a good idea because the woman who's in charge of the drugs is like immediately at 11
2: pulling out a gun yeah just she pulls like, out a gun like you can't back out of this you can't back out of So this- bad <laughs> gift bad going away gift is the right point. yes <laughs> um and so they swallow these drugs and then they go across the border and one of them poops out the drug and notices the balloon. There's just something squirming in it. Yeah. And then the other friend gets into a fight and gets hit in the stomach, and the whatever's in it releases. So yeah. what you realize is this isn't a drug. This is like an alien. It's like Lord alien knows, X. but now yeah. it's inside this guy. Yeah, and that's great. That's great. I love
1: it. Body horror with bugs and stuff. Uh, and it, yeah,
2: I only saw the ruins once, and I want to go back and watch it. But what I do recall is that that was a body horror from a very unique perspective. It mm-hmm. was plants. Yeah. And so I'm like, well, shit, this is probably really interesting.
1: Right. Yeah. Uh, I think, like you said, I'm sure this will have a little bit of problems justifying the wild premise in like what they're setting up as a grounded world, but it really does seem fun with the body horror stuff. Though the one thing I'm hesitant about, which always sucks because it's just like, it's not their fault, the filmmaker's fault. It's the situation we live in now. Where I don't think we're going to get a full-on, like, The Thing reveal of, like, the... Like, it's going to be more of a conceptual horror because that's
2: what these look like. The budget seems low. I was about to say low budget is the problem. Yeah. I watched a movie called Slashback, which is on streaming that I recommend. I did it on More Hype, and it's basically The Thing, but in, a, like, a small, like, I, I think northern Canada town. Like, it's a... it's The idea is it's a horror movie in an area where the sun isn't setting, which I really liked. Mm -hmm. And while that movie has a lot of good things in it, they couldn't, without spoiling it, they couldn't couldn't bring it home. If that makes sense, because they clearly didn't have the budget to, which is that at the end of the thing, shit gets out of control. Right. Yeah. Most premises
1: seem like they necessitate some kind of wild question that you have to ask yourself by the end of the act three. And if you don't deliver any of it, it seems like it'll be unsatisfactory. And that's true. Yeah. That's just a reality. And once again, I wouldn't put that at the at the door uh of the uh, filmmakers because, hey, funding a to movie's tough. But right. it is you know, it is something we do it's an artifact of something that we get with indie now all the time, which is almost like the premise is pitched and they go, Ooh, good premise. But you only get like two million dollars or five million dollars yeah and it's exactly. like oh well then we can't do like crazy robotics you know prosthetics and stuff so
2: i yeah, guess we're just uh, yeah she it's in their mind or something like that you know it's a real shame because it's it as a screenwriter i realized that because like i got attention for the kitten script but then the only option i got was like we can do it for five million mm-hmm. and it's like that sounds like a lot don't get me wrong i'm not getting that money also yeah. I'm not getting that money, but um, five million sounds like a lot, and then you realize like it really isn't for the movie for that the they're movie trying that to make.
1: You, yeah, if you're making a big gigantic cat, you know, uh, yeah, exactly. In, in and it's like that look like a house, but miniaturized because your protagonist is miniaturized. The whole movie, like right. you're gonna need twenty million for that. And even
2: for that, they couldn't even get the financing for that. And it, it, ultimately, the option ran out right. and it's like the yeah that's like a 20 million dollar movie from an unknown that would be me mm. and it's like that's fucking you realize you have to the first scripts you put out there has to be like really fucking affordable right to to get them made yeah
1: that's why we're making one about people talking in rooms
2: right yeah exactly yep
1: yep unfortunately uh, that's the reality
2: all yeah. right do you want to name some more producers?
1: Yeah, dude. I love naming producers. It's oh, fucking lit, as they say. Fuck,
2: me too. Um, big thank you to David Knife Boot Henson. Woo. Thank you. Thank you to Deborah is Awesome, Barbara is Great, and Cancer Can Go to Hell. Thank uh-huh. you. Thank you to Dracula, the bus driving vampire. Oh. Thank you to Driftless Wrote Mabel's Name in the Witch's Book of Blood. Uh, Thank you to E.T. the Extravagant Terrestrial. Thank you to Evil Ed 209. Uh-huh. Thank you to Exploding Runes. Uh-huh. Thank you to Funky J. Mostly Comes Out at Night. Mostly. Uh-huh. Thank you to Glitterus. <laughs> CFO of Michael Shinn's Chocolate Factory. Uh,
1: no, I'm just making the, uh, the Tim Allen. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. oh, 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 Thank you to Heathcliff's Helping handfuls. Thank you. Thank you to Ombre. Ombre says, Mabel, step on me. Thank you. Thank you to James Cameron's Prolapse Locomotive. Thank you. Thank you to, look ma, I'm on a podcast. Thank you. Thank you, Mackenzie. Fuck shuffling with Willem Dafoe's confusingly, confusingly large dick chill. Thank you. Thank you, Mercurial Oz. Thanks. Thank you, Mike the Lurker. Thank you. Thank you, No One Can Hear You Scream in Space McNulty. Thank you. And thank you, Norm
2: from Cheers. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So, the only news that I wrote down here is that the Oscar nominations happened. Right. So, we might as well just uh, take a peek. And, uh, Let's most notably, pull them up. Uh, if you have, uh, uh, you know, uh, a lot of, uh, as. They've already pointed out uh there's not many women or specifically um well there's obviously an actresses it's more of just that that they a lot of the snubs are like uh black directors black movies till nope i would argue nope it's a horror movie of course it'll get snubbed mm. um, till is weird um i didn't even see till but on th- so just to start with best picture if it's got avatar 2 on the list it can have till like <laughs> I, I don't know like if you're sticking like i saw people being like "Till's not on it because it's just it's you know it's not a good enough movie and it's like avatar the way of water <laughs> i'm sorry that movie's mm-hmm. fun but it's not groundbreaking it just isn't it like, just
1: isn't they they just yeah they need to know they're it's james cameron
2: yeah nominees so it's like for
1: best can, picture Yeah. So
2: best picture. Oh, you can do it. I want to
1: list them quick just because then I'll kind of set my brain straight. All Quiet on the Western Front. Got it. Avatar Way of Water, Banshees of Insurin, Elvis, Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Fablemans, Tar, Top Gun, Maverick, Triangle
2: of Sadness, Women Talking. Triangle of Sadness was the biggest surprise for me. I'm really... So our network, we've covered almost all these movies. I'm Mm going to cover Tar before... uh, this happens. I'm hoping to cover one more. Um, is it called is it Tar? Is it maybe. is it
1: pronounced Tar? I don't
2: even. I know. don't know. That's how I'm gonna say. it. Uh, ta- um, yeah. I the Oscars are meaningless, but this is one of the first years where not only have I seen a lot of them, mm-hmm. but I'm struggling to pick what should win. Mm-hmm. Like are yeah uh, yeah. I mean, what do you think? Because obviously you're not the you tradition. <laughs> Okay, the tradition always goes that the movies that actually last the longest don't actually win Best Picture most of the time, right? Yeah. Um, and so for that reason, as much as people want it to, I'm guessing Everything Everywhere will not win. I would love it to win, but I'm guessing the ones about like class struggle or like what it's like to be a hopeless millennial... Aren't going aren't to uh, win. Yeah. hit a nerve with the Oscars, which is the but mainly just I think just whi- Banshees white has old old a good people. chance
1: of winning for Oscars.
2: I swear to. I liked Fableman, but I swear to All fucking quiet God,
1: <laughs> on the Western Front also has a good chance. I think. Um, yeah. I Fableman's also a good chance. Those three to me are the front runners for oscars
2: the yeah the cynical version is the is i guess not la la land because it didn't win best picture but is that version which is the movie about making movies i think they've actually the movie that heard sweeps
1: that. i think they've actually heard that and they have they love yeah. to snub
2: the the berg uh, so i don't yeah, know i see i think it's gonna go either way it's gonna either be enraging or they will they will have seen everything everywhere all at once i just have you noticed that nothing against boomers but everything everywhere all at once i've noticed that every boomer age person i've talked to a few who've seen it have been like oh yeah it's really good it opened up a lot of questions about you know it's like so philosophical that's neat and then everybody our age is like i was in tears it really spoke to me and the nihilism of my generation mm-hmm. and so i think that th- that's what it is is that like everything everywhere is a really cherished movie for people of our generation. Yeah. And I think the older and more likely to vote in the Oscars are going to look at it and be like, I don't know what the big deal is. Mm -hmm. That's my feeling.
1: Yeah, that's my feeling. Um, I don't... I think that there is an application of, like, the Oscars choose, have, like... Then they can change it any time. That's why it makes this kind of a a moot kind of uh, argument. But, like... Because, you know, they adapt and change and go, you know what, we're going to start not doing the thing. that We're not going to give it to the Fablemans. We've heard that everyone has criticized the fact that we only pick story stories. Okay, that can happen. So Oscars, I'm not saying they're incapable of change, but they do have a track record, and the track record, to me, says, All Quiet on the Western Front, Banshees, Adventuring, or the Fablemans. So that is me just really knowing what I know about movies, trying to apply a kind of logic to what the Oscars are.
2: I've been wrong in the past. Often. I don't feel like I'm uh, good at predicting Oscars. I just want to shout that out. Uh, I think
1: I'm very good. Actually. I've called it almost
2: all the time and I never watch it.
1: (laughs) I'm very (laughs) up my own ass about this.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Actor to leading role. I, so again, not going by performance, I can see Bill Nye getting it honestly, Uh because it's, oh let's give it to the old person and like that happens yeah, he's way too <laughs> on often.
1: his way out dude uh yeah
2: and i know people I will be know. like what about friend- brendan uh fraser what about colin farrell and it's like again yeah. it's it's kind of a politics obviously like i haven't seen the whale but it's like we know the ones that people want but again looking at this i'm like fuck man i don't know who i want there's so many good the
1: Oscars in the past have seemed to be not very, uh, they don't make adjustments, and the voters of, in the Academy don't seem to make adjustments, just based off the way that the, the voting works. Um, right. Around what's culturally relevant or what's in like the news cycle. I don't think the Brandon Fraser is such an, a fucking nice guy you know thing, which I love. I love that he's a nice guy and I haven't seen the whale but I'm loving that he's getting after being so far from, you know, Hollywood for so long, he's finally coming back with a new kind of zest for different projects and it came yeah. out of doing stuff from TV. He was constantly working, but they just never gave him a shot. He's, you know, Aronofsky gave him a shot. Beautiful story. But uh I don't th- so I don't think that they're going to necessarily they typically aren't adjusting for that. That's not something that the Oscars is well known for. No, Golden Globes, and the Oscars on the voting other hand, system is.
2: is we that's we did an is. article about it way back in the day. It's a weird fucking voting system. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. one of those voting systems where, like, even if the majority voted for someone, oh, that yeah. doesn't
1: mean they get it. It's the kind of voting system that gets Hitler elected. <laughs> <You know>? Yes, <laughs> like, it really is. It's uh, the. Often the winner is most often because everyone is ploying for. So, like, as quickly as possible. Everyone has a party. This is how it's worked since the 90s. Everyone has a party and says, like, please vote for us. And uh, they give gift baskets and, you know, you can imagine all the kind of salacious things that are happening in these parties. I'm not saying it's, you know, necessarily a a conspiracy, but people are just wanting other people to have a great time around their movies. So they try to create a big bang for it promotion wise. And uh, this typically gets people, uh, you know, kind of on the fence of one movie or another. And so you get the people who are are voted as the second, the third, the fourth choice often in the aggregate, get more votes than the fir- the, the the clear front runners. Um, that's something that often happens, and what you typically get is very four quadrant, very uh, the stories that are often you know at least for best picture the stories that are often. Very milquetoast, run-of-the-mill, exactly what you're expecting. I'm not saying that the movies that I've listed or the movies that are listed or the movie that will win is necessarily that type of thing. Um, it's just that that's what the passages yielded out. Uh, the yeah. voting system itself, to me, is indicative of – well, name, indicative is not the right word. It's, to me, it's anthemic exactly of like what the problem is. The problem is very clearly that th- there's no point to this. I understand that there are points in terms of the representation, uh, movies that win a lot of awards get a bump and they get more money, and that's great because it's a luxury. It's it's an industry after all, and people need to get paid and such. And uh, something that we've noticed though, when you look at like *Parasite*, the several several years ago, you know, like. Um, and, and since the movie that actually has won has been the movie that did the least well in terms of box office.
2: Right. And that's and also, it me. does help to have buzz like parasites, a funny one. Mm-hmm. Cause there was obviously like, you realized after the fact, after it won, there were memes. People would do like, like liberal Hollywood people would do memes with Trump and they'd put Trump in the role of the poor family yeah, totally
1: misunderstanding and you realize it like
2: oh they love that film and also they misunderstood the film right, so, yeah. so I, you never know never. like why they like the thing but that felt like them like look we're hip we're we hip, like we parasite. you guys all like it yeah we like it too that's
1: the thing though is like if if the oscars were just behind the scenes just like what didn't do well at the box office can we like bolster those up because then you get representation of a different kind i right i'd actually be really on board with that being what the oscars is but what the oscars is in terms of audience perception is what's the best and i just think that that's a stupid thing i may be up my own ass and uh this yeah uh i'm snob i'm a snob because of this but like honestly what are we doing here is the Banshees of Intron better than fucking everything, everywhere, all, all at once?
2: I enjoyed both so much. They're exactly. both great. How how can you how can you even compare this shit? How do you compare that's this a big shit? part of it? It's Same like, with the performances. And and so like, it is all. It's like it's it's just a game. It's a fun game. It's a fun I game think. to play, I guess. But I, people yeah. act
1: like it matters, and it doesn't matter in terms of money.
2: No, because but, uh, again.
1: Yeah, go back and look at
2: previous Best Picture winners. You'll find movies that you're like, I haven't even heard of that. Yeah, you don't.
1: Legacy doesn't matter, and you know this, listener. you know this doesn't matter because you can't name the best pictures from the different years. You don't care. After a few years, you're not going to care about this. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Same with yeah. For that reason, but like, it's always it's never what I think, and so Mm. I don't know. To I want to give official predictions. Yeah, yeah. Hit me. Actor in a leading role. Mm-hmm. I think Bill Nighy is my cynical one. where nothing is Bill that. Nighy. I love I But that. in a in a year of powerhouses, it's always like this guy for a movie no one saw, you know? Mm-hmm. I um but I hope it's uh Brendan uh Fraser or fucking Colin Farrell. I think it's going to be Colin um, Farrell. That's my vote. That would be great. Um actor in a I mean not like role, my vote,
1: but I think that's who's, who's
2: going to win. <laughs> actor in a supporting role, I'm fucking torn. Judd Hirsch shows up for five minutes to he's the Fablemans win. and kills it. He's going to win. It, yeah, I think so, too. I think he's going to get the old guy he vote. He could win, but, but I think Judd Hirsch is going to win because I think you're actually
1: going to get a snub overall for the Fablemans, and they're going to throw him a supporting role.
2: That's yeah, my thought. I also think it's the they're going to die award. Yep. Um, I think you're that right. That said, Brendan G- Gleeson, fucking Barry Coogan, fucking uh yeah. Kehoe Kwan. Fuck! Where it's like, he who do I it. want to win? If I uh, like a, uh, I I know I just said that comparing him isn't
1: good, but like he Kwan, really everybody's
2: win. rooting for him for obvious yeah. reasons,
1: and we love him. He's he's he just did a fantastic job. He was the heart of that movie, and that's a tough thing to rely on your shoulders, and especially, you know, we know that Brendan Gleason can do that shit.
2: You know, uh, we, here's, yeah. Here's what I want Quan want for him more than mm-hmm. an Oscar. I want him to get, just get more, more phone calls. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's all. That's all. <laughs> that's all. I, I, I'm fine with like okay if he doesn't get it this year, nobody freak out. Mm-hmm. Just fucking cast him in more stuff and not fucking The Adventures of Short Round. I mm-hmm. swear to Christ, just cast him in shit like real shit. I mean, or The Adventures of Short Round. I'll watch that too. But you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying. Yep. Um, Barry Coogan, he's he'll be fine. <laughs> he'll, get an, he'll, he'll get it. He'll get an Oscar. He'll get it. <laughs> yeah, um, actress in a leading role. I think probably Kate Blanchett. Um,
1: I don't think so. I think Michelle Yeoh's got this one right I would up. fucking
2: love Michelle Yeoh to get it. She's got if, it wrapped yeah. up. I'm calling. Okay. Ana de Armas, I don't think. I think she'll get one at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michelle Williams got one, right? Uh, I, I believe know. so. Supporting, I think. And then Andrea Riseborough. There's always these movies where you're like, who invited you to the party? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, actress in a supporting role. Andrew, Angela Bassett better fucking get it, right? Did you see Black Panther? Yeah, uh, I don't know. They don't. I mean, like um, superhero movies. I know, I know they don't. But if there was ever a time, a to time, do it, yeah, she, uh, I think she's incredible. I think everybody I else on know. this list is Remember also incredible Remember really how the voting works?
1: Too. Remember how the voting works? I think it's gonna we're we're gonna be in a situation where. I just don't think enough people are going to vote for Black Panther uh, yeah. for actor role. I think that it's 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 gonna. Possible. I think it's probably going to be the whale or Banshee's Venturin, Hong Chao. That would be interesting. Or Kerry Condon.
2: Yeah. All right.
1: I think it's going to be the middle one that w- wins those because they're all very good, but the supporting roles are almost always like it almost feels like it's throwing a bone to someone because they're always in the middle of the road political. It's like people felt strongly about one, people felt strongly about another, and they're going to equal each other out.
2: Yeah, and I think I like best original screenplay is also like you could have been best picture, but we didn't want that. Animated feature film. I, I think Pinocchio might get it. I think enough people saw it. Um, uh, it's always it's always like a weird one. It's always it's like gonna be Marcel the Shell like, like, like be Minions Marcella type Lichelle. movie. I haven't seen You think Puss it's in...
1: Marcel? I haven't seen Puss in Boots, and I've heard it's fantastic, which is a surprise to me. I haven't mm-hmm. seen Sea Beast either, but I've seen Tear- Turning Red, and I've seen Guillermo uh, del Toro's Pinocchio, and I've seen Marcel the Shell with shoes on. Th- Marcel the Shell with the shell with shoes on is an underrated movie. It's really good. Go find a way to watch it. It's really okay. really cute.
2: Uh. I'm not going to go through all of these, but cinematography, I can see All Quiet, even though I haven't seen All Quiet. Mm-hmm. If that has good cinematography, it's a war movie. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, you know. I love the I can the see movie Elvis. Roger
1: Deacons is nominated for his Empire of Light. <laughs> I know.
2: <laughs> I think Elvis could get it.
1: Empire of Light, I haven't seen, but. I, I don't, don't think know, it's man. a big enough movie, uh, which is interesting. Uh, I don't know if I they're going Elvis... to give it to Deacons just because he, he, I mean. He hasn't gotten a lot of awards, but he's been nominated like as much as more than anyone yeah. in the world. Um, I think now
2: that we're getting into like costume de- design, I think that's an Elvis. I think Elvis isn't going to get much, except it might get some technical. It's going to get that's some, some technical view.
1: stuff. Yeah. What about directing? I think now this one is w- the real interesting conversation because
2: I think it would be delightful for the Daniels to get it. The Daniels I just think that's funny. I think the Daniels should get it. Honestly, and I I think they might. I really do. I think they might. Martin McDonough for Banshees would also be interesting, but I just, I don't see that happening as much. Well, here's the thing is
1: all the other films are very small concept films, which means that they're all going to carnivore the votes from each other about who they think did a better job. Everything Everywhere at Once is a bigger movie than Fablemans or Banshees or, you know, Triangle of Sadness.
2: Yeah. The thing about Everything Everywhere is I think that that style of filmmaking Mm -hmm. Is very foreign to it is this people, but it, it resonates it's more like Adult Swim shit. It's very. I think people yeah, are gonna
1: vote. Is. I think people are gonna give everything everywhere all at once. I think it's gonna get actress, and I think it's gonna get directing. Okay, but I don't think I, it's gonna get best picture.
2: The other question is, did did the Fablemans work on them? Because if it did, if it I did, can see them giving yeah. it to Stevie. I mean, Stevie has been
1: snubbed, but yeah. he's also won. Uh, but he's also getting old, <laughs> you yep. know. There's a lot of things to consider, and it's really what's. I don't know what the age makeup of the people voting are.
2: Yeah, uh, I'm gonna scroll down to film editing, even though that bores people. Everything everywhere so, all at once is wrapped. Yeah,
1: up. I, I better right. Top Gun has um, the only one that is like ah maybe, but I just think everything everywhere is same. It's an editorial movie. It's just more pronounced.
2: International film. I'm gonna say I don't care because none of them's R R R. Well, do you know do you know the story behind that for people who are frustrated? I assume it's political.
1: No, well the people the uh so the way it works is that every country gets to uh submit one film for the feature international film. Uh, right. Uh, even like all of them just get one. Uh, India did not uh did not yeah, go that's for what RR, I RR. They that's went what the I mean ones. because
2: I think because RRR is literally political in India. Oh right,
1: you mean within uh, Indian politics? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But But I was just like, it was. This is not the Academy saying like we don't. They'd had nothing to say about the movie just because
2: they it never crossed their desk. Makeup and hairstyling, give it to the Batman. I don't know if they will. Sure, but give it to Colin. They made Colin Farrell look like Robert De That's good. Elvis
1: is probably gonna win. Yeah, it always Ah, is the one you never want it to. I forget about
2: the whale. I don't know if the whale will, to be honest, because it's digital. I don't know. Um, Music, I don't don't, don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, Original (laughs) original song, give it to RRR. I don't give a fuck about the other ones. Okay. Yeah, yeah, give it Um, to RRR. I'm not saying they will. Uh, Best picture, we sort of talked about it. Mm -hmm. I think it's either going to be, I think Everything Everywhere, it will be the we're cool vote. Mm hmm. Um. Fuck, I don't know, man. Give it to women talking, because no one saw it.
1: Yeah, right. That's what they should do. That's absolutely yeah. what they should do. But uh, with with complete certainty, and I'm never wrong, and you can write this down and date it and say, Abe, you're wrong, and I'm going to be like, nah, because I'm going to be right. It's either All Quiet in Westerfront, Banshees of Intran, or The Fablemans.
2: Okay. Production design... Um. Babylon, Elvis, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think El- Avatar will get it because they won't fucking know what that even means. What is it even um, mean? Sound, give it to the Batman, I would say. it should get it. Top Gun Maverick might, too. I think Top Gun Maverick's got that one. Yeah. Visual effects. Now, this is a question for me, which is, do you give it to Avatar The Way of Water or do you give it to Top Gun Maverick? Because those are two very different things. Just
1: you're going to give it me. to Avatar The Way of Water.
2: They are, but they should give it to Top Gun Maverick. I think.
1: <laughs> yeah. Again, you're voting with your heart. You're not voting. I know, but yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Adapted screenplay. Um, Ooh, this really one actually
1: is interesting because women talking is actually really interesting.
2: I need to see that. I'm very. From curious what I read,
1: I read an article about how she like really pulled out the story from it, and it's like, oh, that's kind of cool. Um, Glass Onion also, Ryan Johnson did kind of a similar thing. It's very different. Um, I could see him apparently. getting
2: it, but uh, because everybody's into it, I do that. not know
1: about living. I didn't, I don't know yeah, why no Top Gun living. is even in here. Um, like, what is an adapted screenplay at this point is a big question I have. Because that's been, for several years now, been kind of a lot right. of contention about, like, no, right, no, it's just adapted is from sequel. other work
2: or adapted yeah. from a novel. Um, yeah, I, don't, I know. don't know. But the final one, writing a... Original screenplay, I can see Banshees getting it easily. Uh,
1: yeah.:
2: I can see Banshee's getting nothing else uh, I think Banshees and then they're saying that. here you go. Or I would love Triangle of Sadness to get something on this list. I'm mm-hmm. scared that not enough people saw it. Yeah.: and I think Banshees Triangle win. of Sadness Oh sorry. I think, I think Banshees could win. I'm just thinking.: Yeah. I was going to say, if Triangle wins anything, I don't think it should be. I like Triangle of, I love Triangle of Sadness. I don't think the screenplay was particularly the no, strongest aspect think, of it. I don't think Triangle is going to win anything.
1: I Me mean, neither do I, and that's a bummer. But it's a um, solid movie. But I it's, can see
2: everything everywhere or Triangle. I can see or, or sorry, or I Banshees. can see everything everywhere too. And usually, usually you'll know if it's going to win other awards based off if it won original screenplay. Usually, not always. Well, but if yeah. everything everywhere wins original screenplay. That means it probably won't win Best Picture. I
1: feel probably well, the who wins does not affect each other, right? That's not how the, oh, the voting works. But yes, I, I find this is just
2: going by weird patterns. So right, honest. I
1: find that the pattern itself that you listen to is what's nominated, because what's nominated shows like what the brain the 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 best it's the best kind of indication of what the the group think of the people of the academy is right what, yeah, so what's so you do see the everything everywhere those. all at once a lot you do see Bantrin of uh, banshees of in a lot you see elvis a lot Top Gun that's those are unique Uh those are all different wildly different films you don't see the whale as much as you I thought
2: I was going to see you know right I don't see I women think,
1: talking yeah. as much as I thought I was going to see so I don't think they're going to win a lot
2: yeah I, I think you're right I think I, I think it's going to be a lot yeah everything everywhere in Banshees I think are obviously the ones that they're in love with and for good reason again mm-hmm. this is one of the times where I'm looking at all these and I'm like man most of these are really good I like the only one that I'm like, eh, is Avatar. Frankly, where I'm like, what are you? Visual effects, I get it. Production decides, I get it. Yeah. Best fucking picture? Are you kidding me? Yeah, I don't. Are you are you fucking kidding well, me? I had fun with that movie. If it's it not wins, best picture. if it wins, that what
1: that means is the next. Like if it wins Best Picture, I think there's gonna be a war that
2: happens. I, yeah, I think they like, are gonna return inside the, King the Academy. <laughs> yeah. Like a world war, like a like where like a, yeah, no, I think they're gonna return of the king. I think they're gonna do it to the last one or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, maybe, but it's not the last one. I know. That's so, why I'm saying like they'll probably skip this one.
1: I think they're I think they're putting it in so they can justify if they're crap giving it to the last one. Yeah, uh, but I don't think they're gonna just give it to it. You know,
2: but it's... like. Nope, not having sound design. Yeah, like there's still some snubs. There's snubs, and again, it's it's horror and it's it's non-white movies, Mm -hmm. Um, and that is very noticeable this year, and it's more noticeable to me because Avatar's on there, Mm -hmm. and I know why Avatar's on there, but I'm just like, "Ah, I don't know, man.
1: Oh, I think Babylon's going to win for original score.
2: Oh yeah, or maybe Banshees,
1: Carter Burwell. You get snubbed yeah. all the time.
2: Uh, all right. Are we done with Oscars? Yes, please. Yes, please. We're going to thank some more patrons. Uh, big thank you to Pete Vorpagel. Thank you very much. Thank you to Pie Guy. Whoa. Thank you to Numino Ultramicroscopic Silico Volcano Coniosis Anti Disestablishmentarianism Jones. Oh. Thank you. <sighs> thank you to pre order TikTok superstar Jason Pargin's new book. Zoe is too drunk for this dystopia. Pre-orders are super important. Thank you to RevMD. Thank you to Ricky Cilantro. Uh Thank you to Rosemary's Baby from Eraserhead. Thank you to Screaming Horse's New Year's Baby. Thank you. Uh Thank you to Snapper Car Punches God in the dick. Uh Thank you to Steven. Uh Thank you
1: you to the conveniently placed self-destruct button on the top of every baby's head. Thank you to the Midnight Patron. What Patrons at Midnight? Yeah! Thank you, the Oatmeal Savage. Thank you. Thank you to these seven Bs. Thank you. Thank you, Tiger Drawers, Pratt Thompsons. Raindrops keep falling on my head. Beautiful. Thank, thank, you thank you to Tip a Drizzle. Tip Drizzle. Thank you to Tubi Baby New Year says, watch Rudger Howard's A Breed Apart. Hey. Okay. Yeah, watch A Breed Apart. Uh, thank you to Tux. Tux. Thank you to Vincent. Vincent. And thank you as always to your mom. Thank you. Mm. 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 Final uh, chapter of this podcast is the movies that deserve That's more hype. Oh, my God. How
2: you introduce oh, it, Dave. Dave. do you have any movies that deserve more hype, Dave? Yes. Yes, I do. Abe, I have two movies that deserve more hype. You have two.
1: Hype. All right, let's go.
2: One is from Sundance, one is from Slam Dance. We'll start with the Slam Dance one. I will warn you, neither of them have uh release dates yet. The first one's out of India. It's called The Underbug. Um It is uh dealing with politics that I don't fully understand. Um mm-hmm. but it's about the fact that India uh, uh is is it, it's India, while there's constant riots on their eve of their independence day, um between two um Religious sides, I believe. Again, right. sorry, sorry. I don't know the. I don't know exactly. No, it's 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 like Hindu or Muslim um, uh, groups. And on this, during this riot, two rioters find an abandoned house, and it's a really it's a really fancy house. And clearly, something fucked up has happened in the house, and it is haunted as shit. And the two rioters slowly work together to deal with this while the the haunting fucks with their minds um i compared it to the tng episode the enemy which is probably a really um uh, uh, uh like a, a terrible comparison <laughs> right but again this yeah. is how my brain works just your or yeah. geordie is stuck on a planet with a romulan it's two opposing people who have to work together and it's kind of about it sounds like what a lot of the reviews are saying like it's talking about the idea of like you know pitting different people against each other while the upper classes get to enjoy right uh you know that the well, the luxuries of that okay. and so it's the idea of these two rioters who are against each other or maybe not they're not sure in like a fancy house um that so spooky, they could never afford to live house. in yeah that's haunted that seems to
1: have its own kind of statement there uh well don't feel too bad dave because i didn't read anything about it i just watched the trailer and then i read it and yep. my, my reaction was like, is this the Indian, the purge? <laughs> so <laughs> I was even farther from uh, what, clear, what seemingly is the topic of this movie. So don't feel too bad about that. I did like uh, what I saw. I, I think it uh, is a fairly good trailer. Like you see most of uh, trailers from, I mean, international film and, uh, you know, smaller films, films that don't typically have the like, ah, we're not going to do that. Well, anyway, let's just, you know, right. So they don't do a lot of what I dislike about trailers in general. So this is a solid trailer. I think it's probably a pretty cool, uh, kind of got spooky horror vibes. Um, it's going to be, I think it could also be very close to like enemy mine or hell in the Pacific or whatever. um, just the idea it, of looking across the aisle, you know, kind of. Yeah.
2: And the horror does look it looks decent. The horror looks good. Um, It, it just it. Yeah. It,
1: the it, tone it got my interest. The tone more than anything, because it kind of feels like this tone of like when you're in a room that has no lighting because it was daytime, but it's suddenly becoming sunset and the right. lights still haven't turned on and you're starting to get tired because your stupid monkey brain is saying like, oh, it's getting the the sun's getting low. And it's like, but there's still a little ambient bounce going on. In like it has this very a vibe that's almost sleepy. Um, and it kind of is scary in that way because it's, you kind of lulled to this kind of sense of uh, philosophical discussion between these two yeah. men. But the you feel at any time anyone could reach for each other's throat.
2: Yeah. It looks good. And there's like, and the reviews are talking about like, it's ambiguous if there even is two people here. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it starts getting really psychological that and that sounds fun. Cool. Um, second movie, Hi, this is the Sundance one. Hi, 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 hi. This is called Divinity. Big fan. Uh This is produced by Steven Soderbergh. Yes. Um, it, it stars Steven Dorff and Scott Bakula, um, amongst others. And this movie looks fucking weird. Yes. And in fact, one of the reviews says divinity is fucking weird. It's about a man who it's a weird future other word worldly. Like it's, it's, it's a future, but it might not be our reality. It's a heightened reality. um, Futurist um, location where a guy whose father made a serum that uh i believe stops aging Mm -hmm. um and now it is the son who still has the he controls like and manufactures the serum on this barren planet Mm -hmm. um and uh it's apparently like everybody's doing the serum now uh and they uh two people show up to abduct this person and what i'm saying here isn't doesn't sound like Particularly exciting? No, it's, this is a real. <laughs> you have to see it. Just watch the fucking trailer because then you'll know what it
1: is. It's this experimental, like black and white, sixteen millimeter, but it looks awesome, and that's all. Yeah. uh If you've seen the ending fight is stop
2: motion. You've seen the like American
1: like it was, Astronaut. It looks yeah. a lot like the American Astronaut. Uh, the special effects look fucking awesome. Yeah, it's, it's got like
2: weird kind of video game graphics, but yeah. not like the kind that you're. Like, almost like fucking Game Boy graphics. Yeah, like claymation um,
1: fights at one point.
2: Yeah, there's claymation fights. The makeup effects. Apparently, Steven Dorff is pretty much covered in weird makeup i think he mutates during this yeah it's like elephant man looking motherfucker
1: it's unhinged in a way i'm really really intrigued by i'm definitely gonna watch this uh just for the aesthetics
2: meets like tim burton yeah um
1: it kind of feels like mad god too a little bit um yeah but it is live action
2: yeah divinity trailer just punch that in because that that will do more than my words could ever do here. But I love ima- highly imaginative
1: fucking imaginative uh shots right now. You don't see a lot of them,
2: you know? Yeah. You I don't see that. What I like about this is it doesn't feel derivative even though it uses a lot like when you watch something like like the uh, movies that I like but like um uh um fucking kung fury or something like that where it feels like it's just kind of pulling from what's in the zeitgeist um whereas this like the the look of it it feels like oh i haven't really seen that even though you're using elements like video game graphics stop motion things that we love to do for throwbacks it just looks so unique uh yep. and it just looks like and again it's like futurist retro but not the kind that you kind of, you, you sort of imagine it actually looks more like seventies futurist rec- retro, act, mm-hmm. um, and so like it's a good actually response to the the what I was whining about earlier. So yeah, I don't know w- what else to say about it other than it looks fucking great.
1: Looks great, looks great to me. Uh, yeah, it, it doesn't. It seems like i will have something for a, a little something for everybody. If you're kind of unhinged like we are,
2: yeah. And one of the last things is the reviews say it's not as it's not as abstract as you think. It's weird. But it's not, um, like, it's not confusing. And in fact, one of the only faults I saw was that it over-explains, I saw. A mm. um, little into the lore. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm reading that. It says though it has a more
1: linear narrative than your typical experimental film. It's black and white, 16 millimeter. Assault to the senses is bound by div- bound to divide viewers. Love it. Love every part of those, that sentence. Yeah. Um, so check it
2: out. Check it out. That's uh, end of hype. End I, of hype. Hype included. <laughs> Thank you so much for this. Hey, dude, for being here. Uh, do you wanna? Do you wanna do another plug? Yeah,
1: dude. Uh, you heard me talk about it before. Small beans is the place where I live. Uh, other than D- Dave's dumpster, because I love to live right in there too. Yeah, but yeah, uh, you mean my butt, right? You're talking about my yeah, ass. your dumper, dude. Um, no, I uh, s- patreon.com/slash/smallbeans. We got a few. Uh exclusive things we can offer, like I mentioned on this podcast, Escape from a Multicurse Also podcasts that you recognize from this, uh, this this gamefully unemployed s- space, uh, things like Spielboys and things like uh, the Star Trek the Next Futurama. Um, these are things that you, if you're only subscribing to gamefully unemployeds, uh, channel you're getting half Of the episodes the other half You need to come over to the small yeah, you do. So make sure you do so and also While yeah. you're there check out our movie diaries We're making a movie and uh, you Maybe something you're into it's called Papa Bear and we're making it this year Transparently in front of everyone and our Patreons just to say like hey this Is what making a movie is like it's kind of a cool Little experiment and the movie's great And I'm really looking forward to making it this year Anyway that's oh, the end yay. of my shit
2: that's your shit. Yep. Listen, uh, we have a Patreon. Patreon.com slash Gamefully Unemployed. That's where you get the other Star Trek Next Futuramas and Spielboys. We also have exclusive podcasts on there like Tom and Jeff Watch Batman and Fox Mulder is a maniac. That's Gamefully Unemployed on Patreon. Uh, we have a store. If you go to GamefullyUnemployed.com, you can get access to that and look at our merch. Uh, we, got a, we got an exciting month. Tom's out for a little while, but we're going to cover some unconventional shit. So be prepared. Some of our we just watched this month this month are not going to be about movies you think. Um that's all it's kind of exciting. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing the movies that I'm gonna be mm-hmm. seeing. And uh that's it. So did I do I don't know.
1: Did I do good? Am I a good guest? Yes, can I host? Can I host next do, time?
2: Yes. You got you got Abe the job, good? kid. You Abe got the job. Abe happy. Abe happy. Abe happy. <laughs> Thank you
1: so much for having me on, and I look of forward course. to the next hype, the meeting of the hypes.
0: Our music is produced by Chris Corlew. You can follow him on Twitter at the thecorlew, C-O-R-L-E-W, and find more music at shipwrecksailor.bandcamp.com. Our artwork is produced by Justin Brown. You can follow him on Twitter at @justin_t_brown. And find more of his artwork at artnessbyjustinbrown.com and justinbrown.info.